Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 36 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by brainwashed North Korean double agent, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. I love the Kim Jong Il Un Ark Mid What. <laughs> the brainwashing didn't go so well. I got about halfway through the family tree, and then I lost interest. It's like, which great leader am I the most proud of? I can't remember right now. Kim Jong-Putin, that's the one I like. <laughs> he's, not only is he big and tubby, he's also shirtless all the time. It's the best combination. Can you imagine if they did somehow genetically combine the, um, I'm going to say it, the glamour of, of uh, Vladimir Putin yeah. with the, um, you know, the maniacal wrath that you can only get from, uh, from the-, the Kim family, you know? <laughs> The Kim Dynasty. Um, I think that would, uh, you, you know, you'd, their calendars would be very interesting. Mm, mm. Okay, so the thing is, if that was the case mm. in North Korea, like when uh, Kim Jong Un had his hair cut a certain way, mm. all the men had to copy that style and they all had it. <laughs> okay. So if he went shirtless all of a sudden, would everyone else have to be shirtless? <laughs> I have it on good authority that uh, North Korea is pretty friggin' cold. Yeah, yeah, that would be in. Interesting. <laughs> just a whole bunch of people, mm. like walking, like a whole bunch of men walking around, just with erect nipples all the time. Going, God, it's so cold. I love our beautiful leader. How much? Just out of curiosity, how much does it cost to travel to North Korea? <laughs> just because uh, not that I'm not that I'm saying that I'm interested in in, in erect nipples <laughs> necessarily. Necessarily, I'm not. I'm not necessarily Look, saying there that. is a way you can get there for free. Yeah, it involves burning your Australian passport and defecting. Oh, right. I'm sure they'll treat me really well. <laughs> I'm sure they'll op- welcome me with open arms. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, we totally didn't miss a week. No, there was no weeks missed. If you think that we missed a week, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're wrong. You stupid idiot. Yeah, you're so stupid that you're the stupidest stupid ever to stupid. You tell me. I, ca- I can't keep keep this up, Rob. <laughs> I can't keep up this charade. Oh, God, you've seen they've seen through us. Yeah, we did miss a week. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We have no good excuse for it. We recorded early. Yes. And then I went away, and then there was a another weekend of uh, parties. Mm. And then I th- I thought we had another week. Yeah. But it turns out we didn't. Mm. Uh, and then I looked at when we kind of went, oh, right, we need to record. And both of us were busy and sick. So, yeah. so it didn't really quite work out the way we planned. No, and we're pretty dedicated. Like, every two weeks, we're, we're pretty on it. This may be the first time that we've missed a week mm. um, in all 36 episodes. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, even when I was overseas, uh, we, we managed to keep it on track. Yeah. But, you know, we're back to our two-week schedule. You can, we can, that's an ironclad Guarantee, <laughs> barring any uh, unforeseen incidents. Yeah, well, we have kids, so <laughs> barring kids, or when I pour this drink right on your laptop, and <laughs> is that how you're going to get out of the podcast? And then the set your laptop on fire because and then in the pour last, another drink on it. <laughs> I like how you have it against my laptops, mm. but after your computer broke a couple of yeah. years ago, I, yeah. I I kindly let you use one of my laptops for like a year. I poured many a drink on that laptop. <laughs> I hate the internet so much. Yeah. But if you're asking, is this my cunning plan to uh, to get out of recording this podcast? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not that smart. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have an exit strategy, really. It's uh, it's kind of like the America in, in Iraq, basically. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, I compare, like, mm. this is the best comparison of, like, a podcast to, mm. you know, let's say America's 
you know, pull out strategy for Iraq. Yeah, that's right. Yes, this is, this is the, be- the best podcast since Operation Iraqi Freedom. <laughs> Isn't that still going? Uh, they're, they're, they're getting there. They're, they're 50% free. <laughs> the bottom half. We want to make it 55% by the end of the year. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, well done. So you can have a big banner behind you. <laughs> this is really political for us. Well, you know what's good? You know, when you finally do quit mm. this podcast, you and know. it's going to be you who quits, not me. I- I'm going to keep this going. Yeah, you probably... people out there are going to listen to me by myself yeah. for the end of time. There's going to be, when you finally quit, there's just going to be a big mission accomplished banner out the back when you finally leave. I just like the thought that there'll be like a hand puppet of me that you'll be like, Hello, you know. I'm Rob. <laughs> like, I like how I'm doing the ventriloquist yeah. thing even though I don't need to. Because <laughs> that's right. Because I don't need to, I don't need to do that. I could just change my voice. I don't need to like not make my lips move. <laughs> but it's impressing me a little <laughs> bit. Not really at all. No, no. He's a very bad ventriloquist. I player. really, really am. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be that hard to do an impression of me, a convincing I, impression of me. I, Okay, so ventriloquist, right? Yeah. Do you think... I think every ventriloquist must have done this at one stage. Yeah. Had yeah. sex with every ventriloquist dummy? <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. <laughs> on, on a similar line to that, do you think, do you, think you know, when, when they've got their pecker out... <laughs> Sorry. I'm just when, thinking of that guy with the bear. Like, what's that bear called? Stra- uh, teddy bear. Oh, God. Oh, you sick freak. Uh. No, like, you know, when you got... When, <laughs> When you're just about to, to dive in with your missus, yeah. and you know, you got your tackle out, yeah. would you make it talk? <laughs> would oh, you make it go, going in for a dive, and then like muffle your voice, oh, very roomy in here. Oh, God. <laughs> you we could have done all this. No, no, I just want to learn ventriloquism just so I can do that. <laughs> you can have like a really bad sex move in your like... <laughs> you're like a well, you say vocabulary that's not right you're arsenal you're arsenal, arsenal yeah. of because uh... all men have re- one really bad sex move <laughs> that delights them to no end but women find absolutely repulsive I've based my life around having a whole lot of really bad sex moves <laughs> This is why this is why Rob based pornography doesn't sell well, but there is a whole ton of it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to go over qu- quantity over quality. I'm prolific. <laughs> Would you make him wear a little cape? <laughs> that's a new one. I'll add that to my list. Okay, so uh, Famicom Games in the year 2016. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a go. So. Why Famicom and why 2016 when it is in fact now 2017? Mm. That wasn't a that wasn't a gaff, but basically there was a new Famicom release mm-hmm. last mm. year in 2016. But Andrew, yeah, I say as the um, what do you call devil's advocate? Yeah, there are lots of people releasing you know like ROMs and stuff on the internet. Yeah, homebrews. Yeah, you know like ROM hacks. Bit, yeah, ROM hacks and thing. You know, I played Mario. I played I played a Mario ROM hack called Super Pimp Brothers a few years back <laughs> that I found quite delightful. I bet you did. So <laughs> I I don't know how special like what what is it about this game that well, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, but what is it about this game that makes it so interesting? Well, I think uh, it because of the fact that it has a real retail release in Japan. So, of course, everyone knows that the Famicom is the Japanese original version of the NES. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and last year, there was a, a company called Columbus Circle who released three new Famicom games. Now, two of those games... Mm-hmm 
were basically uh, chip tune makers. Mm. So not really games at all, but they had like a couple of little like mini games within the programs themselves, and then they allowed you to make chip tune music and stuff. Right, that's pretty cool. Uh, but the that, they were the first and third game. The second game they made mm-hmm. was like a, a music-based platformer, okay. which is the one that, that I managed to get my hands on. And that name, game is called? It is called Kira Kira Star Knight Deluxe, or DX. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, Kira Kira just kind of means sparkly or, or name of the character or some, something along those lines. It's a very Japanese way of saying that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it works on... Any and all Famicoms, and if you have an adapter, it'll work on your NES as well. Cool. So this is actually, you know, actual cartridge yeah. that you can buy from a store. From a store. I would like to say from the outset, though, it's semi-legitimate, not <laughs> entirely legitimate. Talking grey market. Uh, yeah, it's a bit dodgy because it doesn't actually say Nintendo or Famicom family on it, like all of the original Famicom games would. It mm. does say FC, which is the abbreviation, but there's mm. no Nintendo signage. It was never... It's very grey because Nintendo didn't authorise it because they don't really care about the Famicom right. that much anymore as a current system. But it came in a very similar style box. Mm. It came on a cartridge which was very, very similar to the original style of cartridge. Right. Uh, and it sold, interestingly enough, for full price of about 5,000, 6,000 yen. Wow. So that's actually, like, not a cheap game. No, not at all. Um, but, you know, it is new. It is new. And it so, did come out last year in 2016. I'm sure the games industry can find a way to justify that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it only came out in Japan. There was no NES version of it, as far as I know, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did see these around, and I heard about them first. Like, mm-hmm. I heard that there were new games coming out, mm-hmm. and they were being sold for real in, you know, actual game stores in Japan and retail stores. With, the box, with, with box art and yeah. everything. It yeah. comes with, like, box art very similar to, mm. the, uh, to the Famicom boxes, and it even comes with a little manual as well in the same style once again. So cool. The boxes are actually a bit smaller. I'd say about a quarter. Uh, a, like, it's about three quarters of the size of a normal um, Famicom box and they, they were they weren't all standardized but a lot of them mm. you know the overwhelming majority of them did have a specific size that they like to be okay uh, so why don't you tell us a bit about the gameplay Rob sure let me try and describe this game to you I played about 20-30 uh, minutes of it earlier this evening yeah. uh, so from what I can tell this game is basically a um, a side scroller it's a 2D I don't want to use the word platform because there aren't really any platforms but you are walking from the left of the screen to the right it auto scrolls mm. I'd say it is a platformer solely because you jump a lot yeah so in that sense because of the jumping mechanic which is like as, as I'll get to shortly is a very big part of the game so I guess you could call it a platformer um, it's almost a bit like a like an endless runner as well in a way but anyway so you, you're running along the game level's auto scrolling um, and uh, stars fall from the sky or they emerge from the left or the right yeah. or even below even below you, yeah. from below um, and you want to collect those stars and and that's basically that's basically it. There's like a quota you have to hit in each level. Yeah. You know, like sixty stars, ninety stars, something like that. And they come out in in a variety of sort of patterns um, at different speeds. Um, kind of reminded me at the time. I, I think I mentioned to you. I see. Reminded me a bit of um of old uh, 80s shooters like uh, Gradius or Xevious and stuff with the um, the patterns of the stars kind of reminding me of the patterns of the enemies in, in games like that. There is a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, like they come out in clumps or they might like spin around the screen in an interesting way. Yeah. And you have to choose the right time to jump and grab them. And I guess the last thing I'll say is that the um, the key gameplay element is that you have zero air control. So once you hit jump, 
you're locked into that trajectory of your jump. Definitely. So you have to kind of be very um, decisive and careful about the jumps you're making to try and collect these stars. But that's basically it. You're collecting stars. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, so that's basically the very basic measure of the game. Yeah. The stars will come out in a line and they'll all follow the same pattern in that line. Yeah. And they'll... Some of them will spin around. Some of them will suddenly jerk left, right. Yeah. But it's the same... Uh, every time you play the game, that's not random. Yeah, so you can kind of memorize yeah. the levels, right? But there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, of stars that will do this. So mm. you know, uh, it'd be pretty difficult to memorize every single way of every single direction these stars go. It's just kind of more fun just to go and play the game and try and get the stars. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the graphics are fairly modern. They've got a, a pastel sort of look to them, but they're quite um, the main the main star Kira Kira, mm. the girl. She looks like a you know it's it's Japanese anime girl who looks like about five years old in a bikini for Japanese reasons, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's a quota of stars. They could go sixty, then eighty, then a hundred, then like hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty, then two hundred and twenty. So the, mm. the the levels arc up. There are nine levels in all. Yeah. And there are two game modes, uh, and the second one you need to hit the qu- quotas of stars are much higher than the original. Yeah. But I think the the visuals of this game are quite striking. Yeah. Because, number one, they're very interesting. They're not like the graphics you would find necessarily Mm. in uh, traditional Famicom games. Yeah, definitely. They're pretty detailed. Hmm. Uh, And there's a lot of parallax scrolling. Yeah, they're very impressive visually. And it it definitely seems to me as though they're... They're doing some tricks, or they're, they're, there's something in that cartridge that that wasn't there in the '80s. That's making the like it's not it's not the same as you know a um, a retro themed PC game where it's quite clearly doing things that that couldn't be done in the yeah. '80s. It's more that it just sort of seems like they've supercharged uh, the Famicom or something, and it just it just looks a lot better. And there's more animation, there's more frames of animation and stuff than there would be. It, it does look like an a late era NES game, but it doesn't have that sort of complexity behind it. It's actually a fairly simple game. Yeah. After you master the jumping mechanic of you know you jump there's a small jump and if you press up and jump you jump a bit higher but yeah. you can also bounce off the sides of the screen which yeah. can give you a strategic advantage but you really need to commit to your jump and know where you think the stars are going to be yeah definitely and it's, it's it's really painful when you miscalculate and watch all those stars just fly by yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. so it, it's a very simple-ish kind of game but mm. the, the difficulty does arc up yeah it should be said it's not a long game there are nine levels and the backgrounds change you, you kind of start in a city mm. and kind of more of a countryside and then you kind of go uh i think like a, a, a like a beach or a desert island and mm-hmm. then you end up in space with all of these like like comet meteor like love hearts kind of shooting by you yeah it's pretty cool that progression of like starting in the sort of an urban mm. environment and then gradually it just gets more and more magical and, um, yeah. and surreal between each stage you just get uh the main character just with a little fish or mm-hmm. something. I think the other mascot, which I had no idea what that fish is doing there. Or, yeah. And, you know, sometimes she'll be hugging a teddy. Sometimes she'll be, like, eating cake. I think the cake was mainly the, the main, perhaps the main goal. Yeah, it seems as though, because I think the, before we beat the game, spoilers, um, uh, we saw an image of her with a huge pile of pastries and cakes and things. Yeah. So I wonder whether... The- 
<laughs> that's the end game for this chick is to is to get all the all the cake. Uh, it very well might be, yeah. and you know that's that's a that's a that's a noble goal as far yeah, as I'm sure. concerned. It's as good as reason as any to have a video game. Yeah, I it's very Japanese sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah, we did finish the game. Uh, we did it on our I think third playthrough. Like you and I did a, a level by level, life by life sort of thing. Yeah, just level by level really because we didn't die. So the first game mode is pretty easy. Like I mean, yeah, you can beat it if you sit mm. down and do and try. The uh, second mode is harder. It, it's not faster, but you have to pretty much get most of the stars. Yeah. The star quota is much higher, and we got as far as level five, I think, before we, we died there. Yeah. So I think but, with practice, you could probably beat that, um, you know, if you dedicated yourself yeah. to that. Mm. So it's just an interesting little oddity for, you know, a Famicom game coming out in 2016. Uh, a lot of the more modern systems like retron i think you can play it on there but it doesn't recognize it the game okay okay like it won't come up because it's not familiar with what the game is but, yeah uh, but you know we played it on original famicom hardware and uh, i think it's fair to say we had a good time yeah definitely um should we move if we merge into the into the review segment of this or mm. do you have anything no, further no, you i think to say? i think that's the measure of the game there all right uh would you recommend this game Look, yeah, it's always a tough question when it's something obscure like this. Yeah. But, um, look, I think it's worth checking out if you have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I don't know if $60 or, you know, I'm, sure if, I'm not sure if 6,000 yen is exactly $60, but, uh, roughly. Um, you know, that's that's a high price. But collector's item, you know, and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's... It's the kind of game that you sit back and um, enjoy. You don't have to think too much about it. Mm. You're just jumping around, collecting stars, um, enjoying the visuals. The soundtrack's very good. I think the soundtrack um, is one of the main points behind this game because yeah. it is... People say it's a music-based platformer yeah. because the music is so good. The music doesn't ha- directly influence the game in any way, but every level has great music. Mm. It's stuck in your head right now. Yeah, it is, actually. You know, yeah. And... Uh, it, the fact that it's each level is very different, like mm. it doesn't, it changes up the the tempo quite a lot. Yeah, and it doesn't, as I said, it doesn't influence what you're doing, but it makes it much more enjoyable. Yeah, because I think these guys really are into chip tune. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 the kind of thing where um, the gameplay isn't going to blow you away. I mean, there's there's a there's a um, hidden complexity there in in the simplicity of it. Yeah, you know, the, like the fact that there's very little air control. Um, means that you do have to, um, you know, choose your moves carefully and stuff like that. So there is some interesting gameplay there. Um, I think it would be easy to complain that for the price that it's a very short game, but um, I don't think that's really the point. I think they were trying to sort of do something technically impressive, Hmm. and I think they succeeded with that. So I will give it a cautious recommendation, um, keeping in mind that... Um, this is probably one for um, the real retro game collectors out there, not so much for um, your casual gamers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you think, AC? Where, where do you land on this one? Well, this is this is an odd one for me as well because I am actually a Famicom collector, mm. and I got to say, I didn't know a lot about the game. I knew it was a platformer, mm. uh, and I think when I first played it, I was expecting something a lot more complex because it came out in the year two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I did not pay full price for this. I found it be- in, a, in a in a book off mm-hmm. because someone had written their name in Sharpie on on the on the box. Uh. However, I did manage with a bit of effort to actually erase that. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so you know, I've still got it in the box. It looks good, uh, and I'm kind of proud of owning it. But I only paid like twenty five bucks or you know, two thousand five hundred yen for it. Mm. I don't think it's worth sixty. I don't think it's uh, six thousand yen. I don't think it's worth five thousand yen. Mm. 
I saw people trying to sell it for like um, four. I would pay about three thousand yen, about thirty bucks, mm-hmm. complete in box, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting if you're a Famicom collector. Mm. And I think if you have the opportunity to play this game, even if it's just in store mm. and you have fun with it, it's good. You know, it's a fun kind of game. It's interesting to have in your collection, but it's certainly not something you should go out of your way to play if uh, you only have a passing interest in the genre. I think it's more of a collector's item, this one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, you know, I was, after I got over the shock that it's not very complex for a 2016 game, I had fun with it. Hmm. It's fun, but as I said, like you and I completed it tonight. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to play that game again for a while. Yeah. I think the value for money question is, is a big one. Yeah. Um, so maybe, yeah. Give this one a miss unless you're like a Famicom collector who really enjoys those sorts of games. But I think there were a couple of places in Japan who had it on display where you could play it last time I was there. Okay. okay. Um, so if you happen to live in Japan and you happen to see it on display, sure. give it a go. Maybe, I mean, I haven't checked YouTube, but if you can find a video, that might be a good way to enjoy it as well. Um, because the visuals and the music are a big part of the appeal. And you'll get you'll get that from watching gameplay of it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Kirikira Star Knight Deluxe. All or right. DX. I keep saying Deluxe. It's DX. But <laughs> DX means Deluxe. Is that what it means? I you, think so. I'm going to change my name to Rob DX. <laughs> so... Addendum, mm-hmm. uh, when you finish Kira Kira Star Knight DX, mm-hmm. it actually it gives you the credits. Yes. Uh, two things. Number one, uh, one of the designer's names is Bum. <laughs> I thought Robert put it in yes. as like a high score and then it just says Bum and I just went, <laughs> Bum. Hey, wait a minute. It keeps flashing Bum in the credits. <laughs> it keeps flashing That's not bum. Rob. Uh, uh, so that was funny. Yes. It's actually, pro- I think all the graphical design was programmed by someone called Ricker. Ricky, R-I-K-I. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it also gives you the debug menu code. Yeah, that's right. So it's uh, left, left, right, right, select, I think, or right, right, left, left, select on the the title screen. Mm -hmm. And then you can get like the sound test menu, like you can switch between jumps, which we didn't notice any different. uh, And you can choose your levels and stuff like that. Yeah. I I thought that was a a neat little like bonus you get for finishing the game. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of cool. So, you know, apart from just seeing a still image of a young girl with a big pile of cake um you can also you can also get this debug mode so that's fun isn't it yeah Uh, it's also what the weirdest thing for that wasn't the debug it wasn't the bum mm. it was the fact that they had a website address written there as well yes just seeing a website address on a famicom game was like (laughs) what it is very strange experience yeah Yeah, Yeah. i did it just like knowing what it was and Mm. like it's nowhere else it's it's obviously on the cart just nowhere else in the game until you finish it and then it's like wow hmm you know, on a Famicom game, on a CRT screen. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, now, Rob, yes. just before we went back on air, yes. you came to me yes. and you confided mm-hmm. that you said you had a brilliant idea. And I have an excellent new idea. Uh, for our logo. Yeah. Now, i got to say, our logo was done by the uh, American crew. Uh, yes. One of Cody's uh, graphic design friends did it for us. Yeah. Uh, free of charge. We're very nice of them. And yeah. I love that logo. It's a great logo. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good all right okay mr smarmy what have you you tell me what this new logo is okay. and i will draw it right now okay all right Live so on so yeah um if you're anything anyone like me uh-huh. you're really into ancient world mythology oh god uh so everyone is familiar with um the egyptian 
um, uh, religious belief about what happens to you when you die uh, in that you go to um, well you, you, you go through the series of trials and then if you're successful beating those trials then you get to go to um, that's where your, your brain gets pulled out through your nose right uh, that's what happens to your body <laughs> But your soul, you see, goes on this little epic journey. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things that you have to pass uh-huh. is uh, the weighing of the heart. Now, everyone should be familiar with this. Okay, so it's going to um, be a weighing machine? So, Anubis weighs um, your heart. Is that how you pronounce uh, it? I always pronounce it Anubis. And if you're... I'm not sure. Um, and uh, if your heart weighs more than a feather... Then no paradise for you, right? Oh yes, now so, I'm familiar with this. So one. what I'm thinking of a new logo is yep. you've got you've got an Egyptian-looking guy like Anubis or some sort of like you know animal-headed god. Yeah. And he's weighing your heart on one end of a balance, and on the other hand, he's like, on the other hand, he's holding like I don't know a Wiimote or something like that. <laughs> so that's my brilliant new idea, which is hundred times better than our current logo. Thank you very much, and I'll get all the sweet sweet royalties. All right. All so the sweet royalties. Anubis kind of look like a dog, right? Uh, I think it was Anubis the dog-headed one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, so he, he had a Wiimote in one hand. Yes. Uh, okay. All right, drawing that now. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a Wiimote. And in the other... You see, I already drew the scale. I thought you were talking about the scale. So, uh, okay. There we go. Okay. I'm and he's got a little that. tail there. This, this I'm going to make him look like a beagle. <laughs> and he's... This is like this is this is an abomination. You're holding a feather. What you've drawn? Yep. What you've drawn is a cartoon dog. Yep. Like, yeah, you know, the kind of dog that would like chase a cat um, for about five minutes, <laughs> um, and then and then Porky Pig would go abadia abadia. That's all, folks. At the end, that's what you're basically drawn. Well, I am a cartoonist. So there you go. So he's holding a, a Wiimote and a feather, and it's a cartoon dog, and there's accidentally scales in the background. But he's an Egyptian god, right? So, All right. Um, All right. Now this is this is good. So in the background, there's going to be like a pyramid. a pyramid. Yep. But he's actually got a third arm, which you didn't see before, where he's giving you the finger. Oh, nice. Okay, a three-armed dog giving you the finger, uh, weighing um, something. That doesn't look like a feather, does it? No. Well, I mean, weighing a feather against a. So you've you've got it all kinds of wrong. <laughs> I might tweet this. Yeah, but right. nobody's going to know what it means. Take a photo of this and send it to Cody and say, this is better than the logo. <laughs> Please inform your graphic designer friend. Because oh, she is bad at making graphic. I love our logo. It looks <laughs> awesome. I was, I was actually thinking of like putting it on a t-shirt and I, like having one each. Yeah. But you're not getting one now. No, because I've, I've got a better t-shirt Do you want me design. to put this on a t-shirt? <laughs> Could you? Now, what I want you to do is take a photo of it and then put that photo on the t-shirt. <laughs> My wife, who is listening into us, yeah. has decided to... Co- what do you think of that, sweetie? It's, it's a logo. <laughs> Very politic. <laughs> I think you should have just avoid a potential minefield of marital disharmony there by... Yeah, well played. What it looks like is a badly... Cru- a crudely drawn... I'm going to say crudely drawn cartoon dog... <laughs> Holding that's a feather. Holding some uh, kind of spiky like pipe cleaner, um, <laughs> drinking out of a straw in front of a triangle. Is it a dog or a kangaroo? That, that, is it a kangaroo? <laughs> is it a kangaroo? No. Clearly, it's a dog. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. The, Egy- the yeah. Egyptian god, the great Egyptian god, Kangaroos. <laughs> oh, this went to a very strange place. Well. I, Hey, Rob, yeah. you know how every time we uh, we release an episode, there's a cover photo for it? Yeah. You right. got it. Take this a photo of this. Yeah. Yeah, that'll go up. I'll, I'll, I'll line you that photo. Great. 
And people will go, what the hell? And then they'll listen to the episode and they'll go, yes, brilliant. That's the new logo. <laughs> they will, because I'm right about this. <laughs> I might draw that better later on, but I kind of like how bad that looks right now. Well, I try to introduce some class into the show and it ended the way it always does. <laughs> With the dog giving us the finger. That's, that's right. <laughs> All right. 10 so. out of 10 times that's happened now. <laughs> so, All right. Episode 36. Yeah. Reaching new heights. We are. Okay, Robbie. All right. What's, what's been going on in your game and your life and your balancing act? Yeah, balancing. That's a great idea for a segment. Let's steal that. Oh, I mean, I mean, we say this every time. I mean, patent that new idea that we had. Yes, we we have. Sadly enough, <laughs> I think we actually did patent game life balance as, as a phrase or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think we own the copyright to that. <laughs> it's just all it is is a cocktail napkin with the with a C and two brackets around it. <laughs> I think that's exactly. Our, our original logo is not too far off from the logo I just drew. Actually, that's right. Which was which was like a seesaw with. A guy, yeah, and then like an NES game on the other side, like mm-hmm. a stick figure. Yeah, it was a terrible logo, but I kind of coloured it in like uh, uh, Super uh, Nintendo colours. Yeah, like I love that logo. It did look. It did the trick. Um, it, it got your attention, and you yeah. went, "These guys are friggin' dodgy." <laughs> it, gave you, it gave you the right, the right, accurate kind of impression of what this podcast is going <laughs> to be like. I see but um, like okay so the american guys came to us and, and like wanted to use our name mm. did, did they look at that logo and went, yes these are the guys <laughs> we need to steal their name and hijack this uh, theme for ourselves oh god and then they've been sort of like p- pity collaborating with us ever since <laughs> pity collaborating yeah i'll take it yeah all right robbie what's going on all right uh games and life um well i'll start with life for once How okay. about that? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it backwards um, life is good. I'm, uh, I've recently gone back to my old job. I think I may have mentioned this last episode. I can't remember, actually. Um, it was only two weeks ago. That's wink, right. wink. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Say no more. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, God, I'm just on a Monty Python bend. Uh, so you basically, uh, for the last 12 months, I was working in a different capacity at my secret, top secret job that I can't mention. Um... And it's, it's not worth knowing, kids. Yeah, trust me. It's not that exciting, really. <laughs> no. Um, yes. I wish I could say it was something to do with North Korean dog pyramids, and <laughs> but it's it's really not. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make here, goddammit, is that for the last twelve months I had a very busy, stressful, hectic job. Um, had some good opportunities um, in the mix in terms of um, networking and stuff, and 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 raising my profile, I suppose, at work. Um, but it was um, a lot of work uh, and uh, I guess it's fair to say I came home from that job feeling pretty exhausted most days and you took it out on me a lot yeah. I've got to say as, as I usually do yeah. I mean, you know, in a very passive aggressive way as is, as is my way um, because <laughs> normal aggression ain't going to work for me <laughs> uh, so going back to my old job it's really it's like um, you know it's like easing into a nice familiar comfortable blanket you know yeah um it's like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember doing work that didn't make me tear my hair out. I remember what it felt like to to go home with energy at the end of the day. Um, it's really, really nice. So um, yeah, I'm glad to be back doing um, the kind of work that I'm more familiar with. This makes no sense to anyone who doesn't know what I do. So um, suffice to say that I, I've been in a much better place because my game life balance, I think, is, is in a much healthier place right now. Because so you've been playing more games. Yeah, basically, I, I had more energy to do all sorts of things. Mm. Um, but playing games is one of them. Uh, so I've basically been continuing um, my my. 
experience, let's say, with mm-hmm. uh, with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, yes. Um, so still playing that game fairly regularly. That game's um, going pretty gangbusters. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's odd that, you know, you see games spike, but this, like, you know, I don't hear it as much. And, like, uh, the fever's gone down a little bit, but it's holding steady. Like, people are still yeah. playing, and it's still so easy to find a match. Yeah, yeah, there's just, there's tons of people playing it. Um, yeah, you don't have to wait very long to, to, to join a match. So, um, I don't think the, um, I don't know that it's still got that, that media heat on it, uh, but, but people are still, are still definitely playing this game a lot. Yeah. Um, there's been... There's an interesting uh, patch that was released recently that's changed a few things about the game, just incrementally, but it's kind of cool to see that they're they're definitely still working on it. I think and, they did uh, that for strategic reasons, like now the cars are facing like random directions rather than one direction. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, because that was this whole gameplay element in a way. Because yeah. when, when people realised that, so to be clear, what happens is that you know there's cars that spawn into the game, and um, previously they all faced east. Uh, when they were first spawned into the map. So you could kind of look at a car and know whether it had been used by a player or not. But then you get this sort of meta strategy where people would park cars facing east in the hopes that you would confuse it with um, an untouched car, you know? Uh. So that whole like that whole sort of like gameplay element, if you like, is kind of gone now. I, I think we'll, we'll miss those times. You know, us grizzled uh, Battlegrounds veterans who've been playing it you know, um, well, when it when it comes to consoles and comes to uh, you know actually be released because right now it's still in early access. Yeah, yeah. When the, when it's you know the full release happens, we'll be able to complain and grumble and reminisce on the good old days when cars all faced east and you know all this so, sort of stuff. A so, question: You've yeah. been playing this quite a lot. Yeah. Have you won the chicken dinner? I have not. I'm <sighs> I'm a lousy battlegrounder. I'm no good at how. What's the the best you've done? Uh, like eighth. I think eighth is what you came. Yeah, I haven't actually done better than that. <laughs> I would say that I, I would say that I'm, I'm learning a lot about the game, and I think my strategy is, is, is improving, and um, I'm, can, I'm ranking higher more consistently. Yeah. Um, but I still haven't, I still haven't got that sweet, sweet chicken dinner. Uh, so I'll keep playing it. I'm, I'm definitely keen. I think once I've, once I've beaten, the, you know, once I've won a match and you know come first out of 98 or whatever. I might actually like give it a rest for a while, but because I'm still chasing that dream, you know, it's, yeah. it's still got, got to its, do it once. Yeah, it's got its claws into me. But I'm, I have developed some some strategies um, that seem to be working out quite well for me, and in ensuring that I'm, I'm lasting longer into the game and like dealing with um, encounters with other players better. I'm holding my own more, um, and and getting killed um, without seeing the other player like a lot less I'm, I'm much more sort of aware of my surroundings and just generally getting better at the game so that's good are you uh, getting better at shooting people because yeah. hiding and and like um you know getting all the equipment and everything mm. that seems to be what a lot of newbies like me do but mm. like actually going out there and friggin killing people yeah. seems to be the best strategy yeah. to actually win the game because you can survive yeah. by hiding and and you know like laying clever traps mm. but at one point you need to kill other people well, what I've what I've found is that is that the real okay well, I'll answer your question first and then I'll share a little strat with you but yeah. um, yes I am getting better at killing people and I, I regularly I guess my kill death ratio if you like is, is closer to one to one so I'll usually kill someone before I die okay if not a few people before I die um, and that comes down to being spa- you know like spatially aware um, using um, your hearing a lot uh, because often you can't see what people are but you can hear them running around yeah um and uh just generally being aggressive as well so so being aware of your surroundings 
being confident about where from which directions the enemies are more likely to appear from is is very important um and and when you do find an enemy being very aggressive is is um it seems to be very important because by doing that I, i've 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 been much more successful at the game so um in terms of strategies that i'm using now i think i think what I'm discovering is that a really key thing is is um, location. Like location is everything. Hmm. What you what you want is to get into a good location within the circle early, and ideally you want to, with a bit of luck and a bit of forethought, um, find yourself in a spot where you don't need to move much because moving gets you seen and getting seen gets you killed. So what you want to do is is try and get to where you think the circle will contract to very early hunker down and hold your own in that location. So there's still a bit um, of guesswork there. Yeah, a, bit, a fair bit, yeah. The other thing I found is that it's really useful to um, to go for a... This is my current strategy. It might prove to be... I might change this, but right now my current strategy is to uh, try and find like an extreme edge of the map, um, like jump out of the plane and then try and get as far away as you can. And then you can have some reasonable confidence that there's no one behind you right you mm. can go i've landed this this is the direction the plane's going i'm i've gone as far as i can to the east or west or north or whatever and then you can go all right i know that i am the furthest player out in this direction so there's no one behind me and if i start moving towards the circle now the baddies are going to be within this ah, 180 okay. degree arc in front of me yeah and you can kind of like not worry so much about what's behind you and just having that, just reducing the possibilities of where baddies can be really helps you to Now, to next focus. time I play against you, yeah. I will know that strategy mm. and I'll just be hiding behind a tree and then wait for you to pass and go, there he is, bang. Well, yes, it doesn't work if you, if you um, yeah, obviously people can, can lurk and then shoot you in the back. I mean, yeah. that's, but, but it does mean that you, you, you can be a bit more confident, at least in the initial stages of the game, about like where the threats are likely to come from. So that's a really useful strategy. But then also once you've once you've landed and once you know where the circle is, getting into the heart of that circle um, as quickly as possible seems to be a very good idea. So find a vehicle and just go right into the center of the circle, hunker down, find a good location where you can, um, you know, keep an eye on what's going on around you. Yeah. Um, seems to be working out quite well for me. So I'll keep nice. going with that. Uh, I won't talk much more about that game. Um, what about Fallout? Have you been playing any more Fallout? Yeah, Fallout, um, I have been keeping up. I, I guess I've been conscious that if I play too much Battlegrounds, then I, you know, I'll stop playing Fallout and then I won't ever beat that game. Yeah, so, you'll never get back to it. So, Did I've, you find the Underground Railway? I have, yes. and Was it a literal railway? <laughs> you know... Look, I, yes and no. There was a there was a puzzle. I will say that was very on the nose. Um, that that involved get finding the railway. So, um, but I, I found those people, and I'm now um, on the quest to. Uh, well, I've got to go back through this. Um, this uh, there's an expanse in the southwest corner of the map that's like um, highly irradiated, and I think it's actually where a nuclear um, missile or bomb or whatever like landed. Oh, okay. So it it you can't traverse that area without either having a whole lot of anti-radiation medicine or wearing a suit of power armor, which which is sort of like, you know, like an enclosed, um, like, you know, like a space suit almost that, that stops you from being, you know, yeah. uh, injured by the radiation. Yeah, so, kind of like a hazmat. Yeah, it's like like a hazmat suit mixed with like a space marine power armor from like, you know, Warhammer 40,000 or something. Oh, okay. So if you get into, if you have one of those suits, you can traverse that area a lot easier. Um 
I have ran into a few suits of power armor over my time playing the game. Problematically, when it came to realizing I needed to go back across this blasted way, blasted wasteland, um, I forgot where I left my power armor. Oh, God. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, the the, the game doesn't do a very good job of telling you where your power armor is. Like, if if you jump out of your power armor and then leave it behind you, it will mark where it is. Yeah. But then something or other happens like i'm not sure whether it's taking on a few missions or what exactly that marker will disappear from the map and then Can you, someone else take it apparently i've read on forums you know so take with a grain of salt yeah. i've heard that people can steal your power armor ah, and so that one, may be the thing one good strategy is to take your the power core that, mm. that's sort of like the battery if you like out of the power armor when you eject from it so that people can't steal it um i'm i I may potentially have forgotten to do that Ah. um but anyway my power is gone i don't know where it is um i I spent some time looking around for it and then i realized you know playing in the survival mode which has no fast travel um this could take me a long freaking time so i ended up just folding and googling power armor locations in fallout 4 and i found um a suit nearby so, yeah, I guess you could say that I cheated. I looked at a guide or whatever. <gasps> but I just didn't want to dilly-dally. Um, no, you've only got so much time. I mean, how much time do I have to walk? Because, and again, with no fast travel, you have to walk uh, but you, around looking yeah, I mean, for like power, you, you know. instigated this yes, I, 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 on yourself. Yes, this like, is... this is my, I'm hosted on my this. own petard. Yes. <laughs> um, but that being said, um, I got a bit sick of, of wandering around looking for power armor. So... Um, I, I looked up a little map where it has yeah, all, it has all the locations marked on it. So I haven't, you know, like looked at the guide to find out how to do everything. I just used it to get me over this particular like problem that I've had. So um, pro tips for people playing Fallout Four: um, if you're going to leave your power armor somewhere, write down where you left it on a piece of paper or something <laughs> like that, uh, because um, yeah, you might you might lose it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep checking in with more Fallout Four stories. I will say. Um, that I'm, I'm still really enjoying the game. Um, How far away do you think you are to completing it? Oh, God. I've got to be, like... I've got to be, like, substantially... I've got to be, like, at least 50% of the way through the, the, the main plot, I want to say. Um, possibly further. The problem is, like, the fact that I have to walk everywhere is really distorting the length of time this game takes to play. Because I'm sure that if you, if you could fast travel... Uh, you would um, you would complete the game much quicker. Yeah. Because um, a lot of a lot of my um, my gameplay time is me like uh, you know like running back to a place with like a water pump and then filling up bottles with with purified water and then going out and doing some stuff and then going back and filling up with more water and like God. you know is this so, is that part of the survival mode? That's the survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So once again, your own fault. Yeah, I've done this to myself, um, but I do say like the survival mode does add something. I think. Not for everyone, and you have to be, you know, my own special brand of insane to, to probably enjoy it. But um, it's kind of cool to be forced to play the game in a more realistic way um, without having to role play or like add mods. Yeah. It's like it's built into the game. Hey, if you want to be a crazy person, here's the crazy person mode, um, which is it's nice. It's nice to know they thought of me, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. I've been traipsing around the wasteland looking for power armor and uh, murdering and getting murdered on a big island. Um, so that's been my gaming stuff recently. Um, yeah. What about you, AC? What have you been up to gaming-wise or life-wise? You know, I've, I've got quite a lot going on, actually. I've actually written a whole bunch of notes, which I don't usually do. Okay. Well, maybe we can uh, try and smash I'll do life first. Yeah. Um, we've actually been sick, all of us, all three of us. Uh, Maria, 
May and myself. It tends to happen that way uh, when yeah, you have a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because you can't avoid the kid. Yeah. Like, it's pretty unavoidable. Yeah, they need physical contact, apparently. Yeah, you need to feed them and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently... Spoiled brats. Yeah. I didn't get food and I had to walk 13 miles in the snow <laughs> with no shoes or stomach, apparently. That was just last week. Yeah. So, it snows lots here. In Australia. <laughs> so, it's well known for our snow and our fire tornadoes. <laughs> Fire tornadoes and snow. That does sound like something that would happen in Canberra. Yeah, at the same time as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think May caught a cold and it did not go well for her. I think mm. it's fair to say. She, mm. The poor little sausage never has been that sick before. No. And she was very clingy, especially to Maria. Yeah. Uh, and then Maria got sick and then I got sick, but we all got sick in different ways. I might sound a little nasally because I'm at the I'm at the arse end of it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm congested, but I feel okay. Like, I'm trying to get rid of all of the stuff mm. out of my system. So, I didn't get any time off work. <laughs> so, you, you, you soldiered but on. On the other hand, I didn't have to stay at home with a sick baby. So, <laughs> kind of... Ironically, sometimes I feel like being at work is a better place to be when you're sick. <laughs> When you have a, a toddler? Yeah, this, like for all the guys listening, you know, let's just say that sometimes, mm. sometimes being at work rather than at home yeah. might be the winning strategy there. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't get as sick as the other two did. Yeah. And that is that worked for my advantage because that means that I could go to work, mm. number one. Number two, I could actually help more at home when they were both really sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was also she was sick <laughs> on my wife's birthday, so Maria's birthday, mm. and um, that became a bit of a thing because we couldn't really do much. And like I tried to spoil her, but she wasn't feeling well, and May wasn't feeling well, and I wasn't feeling well. So mm. it was a bit of a write-off in a lot of ways. Really, <laughs> I feel I feel bad for Maria, but uh, you know she still had a she. I, I tried my best, and she still had a good day. Okay, uh, the weekend, a couple of weekends before. Uh, I went to Supernova, which is a a pop culture convention. Oh, yeah. You're telling me about this a couple episodes back. Uh, How'd that all go? Uh, It went really well. I had a great time. I I ticked a couple of things off my bucket list. Oh, cool. Uh, One of which was meet Dean Cain. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Ben, who uh, I was the guest of Ben, Mm -hmm. um, who is my, uh, our friend who lives in Sydney. Yes. Lovely chap. And... We both went there together. Now, we took the ferry there mm-hmm. and the ferry to Sydney Olympic Park, uh, where this event was being held. Mm-hmm. So, Sydney Olympic Park ferry terminal or ferry stop or ferry wharf, I suppose you would say, uh-huh. is not actually anywhere near Sydney Olympic Park itself. Right. It is a 40 minute walk. <laughs> So that would have been useful information for you to have beforehand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So about twenty minutes in, oh, like dear. Ben and I are going, "What the hell?" And then we looked at the map and just went, "Oh God, we're not even like we're only just halfway or oh, dear. a bit under halfway." So. And Sydney's not the easiest city to walk through. No, um, it's not. But no. you know, it, we we made it, and it wasn't too hot, which was good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ben and I got our photo taken with Dean Kane, and we got him to fold his arms, which was the what we call the Dean Kane position. Right. Because in all of... Whenever he's Superman, he doesn't seem to know what to do with his arms. So he always folds them and, like, tries to look tough. Uh, sure. And when we asked him to do this, he goes, oh, it's my favourite position. It's like, was, <laughs> the great thing about it was he was self-aware. Yeah, like, he, he knew. knew about this. Yeah, yeah. And he and Terry Hatcher, who played Lois Lane, had, mm-hmm. like, a, a, a combined panel 
Mm. And like they were talking and joking and laughing about all the stuff they used to do. That's cool. And they still had a lot of that popping chemistry a lot. Awesome. Uh, and it was really good to see them. Like, it was really fun. Mm. Mm. Uh, I met uh, a couple of people there that, uh, like, uh, someone who does the daily lum with me. Okay. Um, and she was a very nice person to run into. And she actually did a, a little piece of uh, Urusei Atsara lum art for me and gave that to me, which oh, was very, very special. Lovely. Very yeah. nice. And, uh, you know, I did another thing which I ticked off on my bucket list, which was cosplay. Ah, right. What did you, what did you cosplay as? I was Vash the Stampede ah, from Trigun. I have awesome. the coat. I have the glasses. I don't have big, spiky, long blonde hair. Yes. Uh, and I don't have a gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I de- I detest guns, actually. I, but I had a, a lot of fun, and a lot of people recognised me, and like a couple of people took my photo. So that was that was good. Cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun day. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you did that. And you know, Vash the Stampede is possibly one of like a handful of anime characters that I actually know who they are. Yeah. So I'm glad you picked something that I could relate to. And he was uh, he's I just love that character so yeah. much. Like he acts so cool, but he's just not cool at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's something cool about that accidental hero kind of. Yeah. Uh, accidental hero is a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, so it's been great having my family back, despite the fact that we've all been sick. Yeah. Uh, as far as, uh, games, I have actually gotten a bit of gaming in, cool. interestingly enough. Okay. So I got an Xbox last weekend. Uh, an Xbox One? 360. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of different kinds of Xboxes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I just went to a whole bunch of garage sales and they all sucked and there was nothing there. And then the last one, which was close to home, which I almost didn't go to. Just sitting there, they had like a um, some plug and play devices and an Xbox 360. Hmm. And I went, oh, uh, does this work? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it spins the discs and everything and seems to work. Mm-hmm. And came with like four controllers and he goes, oh, uh, yeah, just 20 bucks for that. And I went, 20 bucks? Score. Nice. That's a good price. Yeah, it's a pretty good price. Yeah. So that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a games console, the Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah. So I got that and I, um, I, I looked through his profile of games before I deleted. Mm-hmm. His profile because you know it's, they're not my games. I didn't pay for them. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it was that's very honourable of you. I yeah, yeah, I mean, like a lot of them needed the discs, and it didn't come with any discs. Oh right, well, but some case. of them were demos and stuff like that. And so I think there were a couple of full games on there, but they hmm. didn't really interest me. One game that did interest me was um, Geometry Wars Two. Yeah, which everyone else out there, of course, has already played and loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I played it and I just went, this is just like really good, simple, challenging, you know, fun. It has a great soundtrack. Yeah. And so I actually was thinking of buying it. Mm -hmm. It's like 10 bucks. And I went, oh, did they ever make a disc version of this game? Mm -hmm. And I found on eBay a disc version of that and uh, Lumines or whatever it's called, Lumas. Yeah, I think it's called Lumines. Yeah. And uh, Bomberman, whatever. Like an arcade pack for the Xbox 360 for 15 bucks free shipping. Cool. So I just went, score. We got that on Monday and I've just, I've just been playing uh, Geometry Wars 2. Nice. Great soundtrack. I've already unlocked all of like all like six or eight modes or whatever it is. Okay. A lot of fun. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you. That, that is definitely one of those uh, uh, Xbox 360 classics. So um, mm. I'm glad you picked that one up. Yeah. Uh, any, any other uh, Xbox 360 games? Not. Uh, I. I kind of like the arcade stuff they had going for them. Yeah. Uh, Galaga Legions DX. I played the demo of that, and that was awesome. Okay. Uh, and I'm seriously considering dropping the 10 bucks on the DX version, but uh, I haven't mm. 
I haven't committed to that yet because the demo is kind of fun on its own. Right, yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking, <laughs> there's not a lot of depth here, and if I buy this for 10 bucks, sure, I've bought it, and that's good, but mm. not sure how much more I'd get out of it. Yeah, yeah. But I I am glad because the Xbox 360 is one of the consoles that I just didn't own and didn't plan on owning, owning but now that I've got it, I'm kind of looking at 360 games in a whole new light. Yeah. Like going, oh, maybe I could get that. Maybe I could get that. <laughs> and it was such a prolific console that yeah. the games aren't that expensive. There's, it's got a really good library. I mean, I never owned one, but um, I often wish that I did. Because I feel like buying the PS3, I was kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, looking back probably the wrong choice uh but i stuck i stuck to my my ps3 love um despite the 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 winds blowing in a different direction last generation uh but uh yeah look there's a lot of great um 360 um if if anyone out there who's listening Mm. uh like would like to tell me what games they think i would like to play at me on twitter i'd love to i'd love to hear suggestions yeah because i'm just so unfamiliar with that library but i do enjoy looking at all these games and they had probably thousands of games on that system and like Mm. and lots of download titles as well Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steam sale has been on. That's right. The Steam summer sale. See, yeah. Sorry, in a, the in summer Australia, sale. where you know, obviously, it's not a summer. It's winter. Yes. It's friggin' cold. Uh, but the Steam summer sale is kind of um, well, you know, it's it's a hallowed tradition. Yeah. And I thought you would have bought a couple of things, but you were no. telling me this week you bought nothing. I bought nothing. This is this is the second summer sale in a row uh, where I have not bought a single cotton picking wow. thing. Um, so I didn't, maybe I picked up something last year. I may have, but, uh, yeah, this year I just gave it a miss. I mean, I'm busy. I've got Fallout 4. I've still got tons of Fallout 4 to play. You've probably still got tons of games in your Steam library, which you just haven't played yet. Yeah, I just couldn't justify. I'm not excited about buying new games right now. Uh, well, it's kind of odd. Like, like a lot of people fall for that thing where, like, there's this game that they've heard lots of good things about, and then they go, oh my, I'd be crazy not to buy it. And they buy it, but they never play it. Yeah. Like, uh, Shadow of Mordor or whatever it is, that that game that was really good. Like, that's like four bucks or six bucks on Steam or something. Yeah, yeah. Crazy price. And I heard about that and I went, oh my God, I heard really good things about the game. And then I, I stopped and went, I wouldn't play that. Like, that's not that's the game not the I would probably thing you would play, yeah. invest time in. I went, that's a great price, but I'm not going to buy it for the sake of owning it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did buy Doom Ultimate and Doom 2. Oh, cool, yeah. A couple of bucks each. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I've got, Do- I've got Doom Ultimate. I don't have Doom 2, though. Doom 2 was on special as well, and I just went, ah, oh, it's a good game. I just took uh, three bucks, so I got that. And I bought uh, Pac-Man Championship DX. Ah, uh, good game. Which yeah. is... Yeah, I've played it on your computer once I, I before. Played it on, I have it on the PS3, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just love that game. It's like, and, and like, and even Maria and even May was like watching me play this game, like <laughs> with all these neon colors and yeah. bright games, and like getting all these combos of all of the ghosts in a row. When you get and, that big long ghost oh, train. And it's just, so satisfying. Yeah, yeah, such a good game, and yeah. it's so simple, but it like it works with the Pac-Man formula. Yeah, definitely. So maybe we should. We should do that on a future episode. I think that that would be a good feature game at some point. Yeah. Um, it's simple. Um, I need to unlock a couple of things first, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's and definitely... the music's good as well. Yes, the soundtrack is probably half the reason I like that game so much. Because... The, you know the, the franticness of it and as yeah. it sort of as it ramps up and ramps up and ramps up it really gets you on edge in, in a good way so yeah I love that so cool. that was uh, you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm still not fully into the PC gaming but I'm certainly keep dipping my toes in I think you're you're on the precipice of, of, of um, you know well my problem is that the computer uh, the gaming PC lives outside uh the baby's room at the moment yeah. and i can't even with headphones on like there's yeah. a lot of mechanical keyboard work and stuff that would wake 
wake her up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it needs to be moved into the garage, which I just haven't found the time for yet. Mm. Uh, as far as other things, like the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, download content. The, uh, the old DLC. DLC has dropped. Mm-hmm. I have not bought it yet. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I've heard it's interesting to see where you've been on the map, mm. like the hero's path. The trial of the sword looks very, very difficult and annoying, and mm. hard mode also is the same kind of thing. So I keep thinking, oh, I really want to play more of that game, but it just isn't quite enough to tempt me to the dark side of playing more Zelda yet. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I, well, I put it to you that um, one thing you were not saying about that game was like, gosh, I wish this game was harder. <laughs> So, you know, that might not... Maybe this DLC isn't the one for you. They no, might bring us something later that I might, think they will, but they're, yeah. they're, they're a combination pack. Like, you can't buy one, not the other. You just got to buy both of them for three... You know, for like 30 bucks, I think it is, or something. Yeah, okay. And it's very tempting, but uh, mm. yeah, not a whole lot of disposable income at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, so even like, having a child and a single income does tend to make you... Uh, yeah, especially yeah. considering we keep going back to Japan all the time. <laughs> That'll do it. kind of have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, other than that, I picked up a uh, like a, a Mega Drive CD, a Mega CD, which is interesting because you don't see those around a lot, especially in the PAL region. Yeah. But this came with a Mega Drive 2 mm-hmm. and the Mega CD mm-hmm. together. They both worked. You know, when I bought it, it was dubious as to whether they did. And about five games. And they're all kind of that full motion video game very very early like um fmv sort of horrible glitchy sort of gameplay sure <laughs> but it has a charm yeah you know i've yeah. played some of the games and it's very difficult to get your hands on mega cd games in the pal region mm. Mm. Uh, i got i do like the look of this one here the uh sherlock holmes consultive consulting detective volume two mm-hmm. and i got the complete in box disc set and it's like an adventure, murder mystery sorts of game. Mm. But it comes with the manual, both CDs, and it actually even comes with a little newspaper as well, which yeah. I just thought was nice. It just says the times, and it's got a whole bunch of articles, which you need to reference in the game as well. Yeah. So I just think that's a great like little prop to have. Yeah, I, I love when games um, come with um, quirky stuff in the box. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. I've expanded my collection, but I've now got two mega CDs. There you go. Which is... Two more than you realistically need to own. How many Virtual Boys do you have, Ace? <laughs> technically two. It was one and a half, but I got the other one working, so technically it's two. Yeah, well, you know. Two and three quarters. One and three quarters. You're a collector. I am a collector. I, I am probably going to sell the Mega CD on, but mm. I, I, the new one that I got, I wasn't sure it was working, and then it was working, and then I looked at my other one and going, this one's a little dirty. Should I just swap them out and sell my old one? <laughs> But all I'd really need to do is clean it up and then they'd look identical. So, right. really, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, that's just about it. I got uh, Sherlock Holmes Volume 2, Tomcat Alley, which is like a uh, like an, uh, an F-15 fighter pilot plane oh, sort of thing. Oh, right. I had I completely I thought it was a game about cats. No, no, no. It's okay, a, like F-14 Tomcat. Yeah, yeah it's okay. not, not great. It's not a great game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jurassic Park was another one. Okay. Uh, I heard there's a like, Jurassic dr- Park platformer that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not. This is not it. This, this is, is not this it. is a point and click, effectively, uh, but without a mouse. Oh, okay. And uh, Dracula, Dracula Unleashed, which sounds good, and then it's an FMV game, and it's an adventure game, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks big time. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really have a big score here, but yeah. it, 
it occurs to me that there are actually no good games for the Mega CD <laughs> other than uh, other than uh, Sonic, Sonic CD, CD which yeah. is pretty good. It's, yeah. it's a good Sonic game. Yes, funny how we said that in tandem. Yeah. We just, everyone knows that this is their only good seat. <laughs> we ha- and I have that game. We've played it a bit. Yeah, it's not a bad game. Hmm. Alright, that's about it. Uh, I have been playing a little bit of the Neo Geo Pocket Color recently, but I might leave to talk about that one next time because okay. I think I've I think I've talked my fill here. Sure. But uh, needless to say, I have been getting a bit of gaming in. Oh, cool! I did mod my Wii. All I right. talked about that. Yeah, how did that go? Did you brick it? No. Uh, it's actually incredibly easy. Like, there's this inertia of. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And then mm. you find out how to do it and then you do it and it works and you just go, oh, wow, I can just kind of put whatever the hell I want to put on here now. Awesome. So I put on a whole bunch of emulators and stuff and mm-hmm. then put it in the room. Yeah. And all of, like, I can play whatever 8-bit or 16-bit game that I want. Nice. And I haven't used it since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just haven't really had the chance. Yeah, it's funny. I think you are definitely um, in the category of, like, you know, spoiled for choice. You have so many different games to play, so many options. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, well, you know, where do you spend your time? It's sort of like a a good problem to have, I guess you'd say. It really yeah. is. Uh, but, you know, just because you don't use something straight away doesn't mean you're not going to use it. You yeah. Know, it, it's there for a reason and I will use it. I just haven't had the opportunity yet. <laughs> but it's good to know that I have it there. Yeah. And uh, I think you have a quiz. And not only that, but it's a new and unique quiz. It is. Actually, it's one that you might even enjoy for once. So that might be fun, won't dun, it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right, every time you say it's a new game, mm-hmm. you've always tricked me. And it's phone game or phony game <laughs> or phone game, phone game, phone game. And mm-hmm. then you point a gun at my head and make me play a phone game. <laughs> That's usually how it goes down, yes. but Which this- is my most, my least vulnerable spot, I should say. That's right, yeah. Yes, your, your Achilles heel is, is, is having a gun put to your head. <laughs> um, so Least vulnerable, whatever. Well, what I've done this week is I've actually, I've actually been true to my word and I've created a quiz that is new uh-huh. and that you will hopefully enjoy. Okay. And the name of, name of that quiz is... Name that game. And it's a musical quiz, AC. Da 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 da. So, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to play you um, a snippet yep. of some uh, game music. Snippish snippet. And I want you to tell me the name of that game. Okay, sounds good. Um, if you Pretty want, you can chime in with, like, you know, things like platform and stuff like that, but you don't get any extra points for that. You, okay. just, get, you just get kudos. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's not like <laughs> if, even if I win or lose, anything happens anyway. You've no. never given me a prize. No. No. You never even congratulated on me. You get the glory. <laughs> the glory of winning the quiz in this third third rate two bit podcast. Right, so, so, so should I should we play the first one? Alright, play the first uh, piece of music. Uh, hopefully this works because I'm trying to play it on the computer at the same time we're recording. We'll 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 fix it up in post if okay. not. Um, what do you think, AC? Uh, it's from the eight or sixteen bit era. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give me clues or no mm, clues? Is, no. It, is it a beat 'em up? Yes. Is it Final Fight? Yes. Points for you. I just Points for you. Had that, that, yeah. That is the first stage in Final Fight. Just playing that on the uh, on the 
Game Boy Advance the other day. I actually have mm. a boxed version of that game for whatever reason. <laughs> there you go. You and I have actually completed that game on several occasions. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, childhood fave of mine. Uh, so there you go. Points for UAC. Okay. All right. One point uh, let's one. play the second clip. Ninja Gaiden. No, it's Contra. Oh, yes, no. yes. Otherwise known as Pro Protector. Oh, in Europe. I was uh, so confident. Yeah, because I yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I, now that I hear it, like I, I because I just mm. like that frantic music starting up. I was just thinking, ah, yeah. oh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. No, it was wrong. Yeah. I mean, I was the, wrong. for all I know, they might have been soundtrack might have been made by the same person. But um, no, no, it is yeah. different. Now that you mention it, like. Yeah. I knew that music. I just got the game wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's, so that's fair enough. Your familiarity could be your, uh, you know, your downfall. So it could be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, number three. Uh, that is the overworld theme to Super Mario Land for the original Game Boy. Correct. Super Mario Land points for you. Yep. Well done, sir. I thought you'd get that one. Yeah. I'm throwing you a bone, AC. Yeah. That's, right. a, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. soundtrack. That is actually the first Super Mario game that had nothing to do with uh, Miyamoto. Yeah, there, there you go. I actually really enjoyed playing that on the Game Boy back it is, in the day. It was a perfect, perfect starter for that, for that platform, actually. Definitely. All right. Uh, let's do question number four. I know this. Mm. I cannot for the life of me remember. That's all right. Like when it was like going, I, yeah. I, said, I was thinking to myself, I know how this music goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. I know the music. I cannot for the life of me remember <laughs> what it's Do you want me to rescue you? Do you want me to rescue you? Can you give me a hint? Fighting game. Street Fighter. Yeah. Two. Street, Street Fighter, Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah, it's the opening theme. All That's right. right. I'm going to give you half a point because yeah. I didn't have to give you a clue there, but. Uh, that is the that is the opening theme to Street Fighter Two. Yeah, um, a great game and a great soundtrack to boot. Um, I was spoiled for choice, but I thought the opening theme was the one I liked. The most. I knew it. Yeah. I just just like yeah, the, the entire library of games mm. for like eight and sixteen bit are in my head. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's difficult to like match them up. I have mainly gone with the eight and sixteen bit era for yeah. you, just to help you make it a bit easier for you. But um, there are some other ones in there. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to question number five. We're talking about this game tonight. <laughs> okay, uh, this is Ghosts and Ghouls. Yes, Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> Ghosts and Goblins. Sorry. Stage one. Um, uh, that's pretty easy. Uh, AC was talking about that the soundtrack tonight before we did this podcast, and I was like, "Well, he's definitely going to get that one <laughs> correct." So, uh, yeah. So it's. Um, I have been singing this for my baby recently. <laughs> 
and she gets really into it like yeah. she starts clapping along do 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 and she really <laughs> likes that tune for some reason so it, it's, it's a weird one but yeah. Uh, yeah no no it is a good it is a good Capcom it's, soundtrack that one it's fine I, I didn't pick that because uh, because I knew that you had some sort of personal connection to it but it is funny that you do have a mm. sort of a personal connection with that with that, that soundtrack so that's kind of cool well deserved points for you alright this one is a fun one uh, let's do question number six Master of Darkness for the Sega Master System. No, I'm afraid that was Columns. Columns oh. for the Mega Drive. Yeah. Oh, of course. No. Yes. I thought I was on a winner that time. Yeah, you seem very confident. I uh, did. I, maybe yeah. the openings are very similar to that. Maybe they were done by the same person. Maybe if you let it play a bit longer. Yeah. You did chime in pretty early there. So, I did, yeah. Uh, I, was just, I was cocky. I got cocky, kid. No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to question number seven. Okay. I I know the tune. Mm, mm. You probably heard it a lot, a lot, a lot, I a lot. Just can't piece it. Is it sixteen bit? Not quite. Mm. It's a PC game. Ah, uh, should give me a big hint. I I don't know. I just I can't pick it. That is the first stage mm-hmm. of Doom Two. Oh, yeah. I just I'm talking about Doom how I'm Two. I have not played Doom Two in over yeah in in many many. Years. Look, I was gonna do. First stage of Doom, but yeah. that would be too easy. I would have gotten that one straight away. So I thought uh, Doom Two. It's might been test about fifteen years since I played Doom Two, which is why mm. I bought it for the in the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, look, it, it's a good game. Um, I think the level design is a bit like mental compared to Doom One, but they were probably trying to challenge players. Yeah, I mean, um, pe- because people played the shit out of Doom One. Yeah, so Doom Two was like, let's make levels that are like labyrinths, and yeah. uh, and and so yeah. But um, hey. Uh, it's a fun game, and uh, the soundtrack. I recognise is... it. I just couldn't. I just couldn't pick. All right. Well, uh, question number eight. Let's see if you can figure this one out. AC. Okay. Tricky one, very orchestral. PC game? Yes. Rome Total War? No. I'm afraid that was the soundtrack to Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls 4. Oblivion. Mm, I wouldn't have got one. Yeah. Yes, that I do right. have that for yeah. OG game, uh, OG Xbox, actually. So yeah. Not so Game Boy, Xbox. The game What Came Before Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, love that soundtrack. All right, question number nine, AC. Uh, we're two questions away from finishing this. Okay. Two crude dudes? 
No, I'm afraid that was your get- favourite game and mine. Chuck Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I had to... <laughs> I had to... I had to get something in there. I had to satisfy my own personal desire for... I hate you. <laughs> I freaking hate you. Well, what's the score right now, AC? You've won. All right, well... Uh, it's five and a half to three and a half, so right. you've got this one, but... Well, you can you can perhaps, um you know, cover the spread a little bit here with this last question. All right, let's see what we got. Is it a PC game? No. This, I'm going to throw you a bone because yeah. I, I feel you may be no. not familiar with this. It is a PlayStation 1 game. Oh, uh, a PS1 game. Exclusive to PS1? Yes. A very popular. Ooh, uh, it's not Crash Bandicoot. Oh, that. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, just have a guess or I'll... Uh, I'll... Uh, just I just know nothing about the PS1 library, so I'm going to say IQ. No, I'm afraid that was the Final Fantasy VII battle music. That if you've played that game, you will have heard about a thousand times. <laughs> it's, uh, I got that game yeah. recently, I have not played it yet. Yeah, to those of us who've played Final Fantasy VII... Um, that music will probably play in our sleep. But um, there you go, AC. Well, um, you did okay. Not as well as I thought... Um, but the thing is... Three and a half to six and a half. What I'm finding is that this is actually a harder game than I thought it would be. I thought you would smash this, but I might have to, like, I might have to dial the thing down a bit next time. It's, um, like, I don't know, like, I think, like, seven out of ten or eight out of ten of those tunes I knew, but I just couldn't pick where I knew them from. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, because I play a lot of games and I, you know, I'm Mm. more of a visual person than Mm. a, um... Than a, uh, uh, an audible kind of person. Look, I'm pretty sure if you did this quiz to me, I would do pretty poorly as well. But I would feel like you, like, oh, I've heard that somewhere, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think I was thinking about it too deeply. I mm. thought you were testing me, like, on two crude dudes and stuff like that. I thought you were picking games that I we knew from our bit seizure days. Yeah, it was sort of a smattering of, like, well-known games. A couple of... Um, couple of rob choices i guess in there you could say the but... chuck rock thing yeah it's gotta die <laughs> i gotta say rob it it's wasn't funny, funny the first it wasn't it's funny, funny to no one but me is yeah. that what you're saying yes all right well in that case i'll keep doing it <laughs> Uh, and with that, I think we're at the end of episode 36 of Game Life Balance Australia. We've made it, AC. We've, we've done it again. We've, we've successfully recorded another one of these. Uh, <laughs> another one of these, yes, indeed. So, um, yes, I guess that's what you can say is it's another episode of this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, with that, why don't you um, take us out with the copy? We hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can list us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, and all that kind of shit. Also links to our sister show in the US. They're bloody awesome, they are. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ProdTally and our official GLB Twitter at GLB... <laughs> Is there some more chip tunes in the background? <laughs> That's my dishwasher. 
You ruined me. I was trying to ignore it. The uh, mic probably wouldn't have picked that up. You think so? No, yeah, no, we'll no, find no. out. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for derailing you. Yeah, well, whatever. Our official... I didn't even know what accent. I think it was a Liverpudlian accent. The... Well, that controller said to Thomas... He came into the station. <laughs> It's just the only. It's the only thing I can do with my with my nasal passages. We're going to sell you for scrap, Thomas. <laughs> oh no, says Thomas. <laughs> I'm going to run you over. The fat controller died in a fiery <laughs> cataclysm. But Thomas wasn't to blame because he wasn't actually real. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please rate us. Please rate us on iTunes or yeah, tell people in the street about us. That that'll work. <laughs> just- <laughs> Just, just put put us. Here's a fun tactic. Yeah. Just uh, turn your car stereo up really loud. Wind down the windows, and and play this podcast at uh, you know um, crosswalk intersections. Uh, um, you shout at police, yeah. but only use Rob's name. Yeah. Yes. That's Robert Bailey, by the way. Yes. Uh, I recommend shouting at police at every opportunity. <laughs> I highly, highly recommend doing that. And this is not a joke. This <laughs> is it? a joke. I'm going to cut that bit out. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening again, guys. Uh, we do appreciate um, our listeners. Uh, do check out the US guys. They have a fun podcast as well. And uh, we probably should thank the people who made our music because we continually forget to do that. So thank you Me very and much. Me my shadow. Me and my shadow. Uh, these are two crew dudes from the US. What make the music for your ears to hear? And uh, <laughs> That's a great tagline. Mm. What make the music for your ears to hear? And uh, yeah. Uh, so do listen to their stuff on SoundCloud. Uh, I believe they have their own website website too called me and my shadow dot rocks that's awesome which is a really cool um uh, do URL, so right. mm. thank you very much and we'll see you next time bye, bye.